I never see that in Harry. Too rational. Tucker understood Pewter's point. Oh, we've all seen Harry toss reason to the winds. Not often, granted, but she can lose her temper or let her curiosity get the better of her. Judgment flies right out the window. Mrs. Murphy, too, pondered Pewter's observation. She loves him. She wouldn't be standing there in that pretty dress if she didn't love him. She's... Mrs. Murphy paused. Diffident. Our dear mother gets more excited about ideas, about building a shed or planting redbud clover than she does about people. She likes people well enough, and like I said, she truly loves fair, but her passions aren't about people. But he knows that. He knows just what he's getting. Guess so. They've known each other since before kindergarten. Tucker noticed Miranda wiping her eyes with a Belgian lace handkerchief. She also saw Paul de Silva holding Tazio Chapar's hand. He obviously was wildly in love with the young, talented architect. Alicia and Boom Boom didn't hold hands, but she saw Alicia give Boom Boom a handkerchief as the Junoesque blonde was crying too. Funny Boom Boom crying, since everyone blamed her for the breakup of Harry's marriage, even though they were separated, Tucker remarked. No one can seduce a man who doesn't want to be seduced. Fair was wrong and he paid penance. I say we forget the whole thing. Harry finally has. Mrs. Murphy was glad that Harry and Boom Boom had reclaimed a friendship out of painful circumstances. Yes, Boom Boom and Alicia can't get married, huh? Pewter twitched her tail, massive boredom setting in along with a grumbling stomach. Well, they can, sort of, but the state doesn't recognize it. Tucker shifted her weight on the bench, which made Mildred Potter, the organist, pat her on the head. Why do people get married? We don't. It's such an expense, a big public display. It costs a bloody fortune. Can't they just pair off and be done with it? Think of all the chicken and salmon and tuna and catnip you could buy with that money. Pewter honed in on her passion. This wedding isn't that expensive because it's a remarriage. Tucker was getting hungry herself. Ha! The reception is going to cost about $6,000, probably more once the bar bill comes in. That's a lot of tuna, Pewter said. There's more than tuna at stake for humans. Marriage establishes paternity, so a man isn't putting a nickel in another man's meter. Mrs. Murphy laughed. Of course, now with DNA, paternity can be established in ways that don't please all men. You play, you pay. They can no longer claim the baby isn't theirs. She paused. The whole marriage thing is so ingrained in society that they can't really do without it. Doesn't even matter if they have children. It's something you've got to do. Like death and taxes, Pewter giggled. Aren't you glad you don't have to go through all this rigmarole? Tucker sighed. I'm happy Harry is marrying fair, but it is exhausting. Who wants to be human? If there is reincarnation, I'm coming back as myself. Pewter puffed out her gray chest. My, my, don't we think a lot of ourselves? Mrs. Murphy slyly batted at Pewter. Oh, and you'd like to come back as a caterpillar? Pewter sassed. Mrs. Murphy lashed out a real whack. Pewter struck back. Hey, hey, you two, Mildred cautioned them, because it would be a long tumble down into the congregation. Just as Herb uttered, those whom God hath joined together let no man put asunder. 
the people gathered below were treated to a hissing fit of such volume that a few heads tilted upward. Harry cast her eyes to behold the spectacle of Pewter giving Mrs. Murphy such a swat that the tiger cat slipped over the side of the balcony, hanging on by her claws. Dear God, she sighed. Little pagans, Herb whispered, which made Fair laugh. With heroic effort, Mrs. Murphy hoisted herself up onto the balcony railing. Pewter shot off the railing, hit the organist's bench with all fours, endured a reprimand from Mildred and a yap from Tucker as she leapt onto the keys, which produced a mass of discordant notes throughout lovely St. Luke's Lutheran Church. She then soared off the organ as Mrs. Murphy, in hot pursuit, gained on her. Up to the last row of the balcony, down to the exit, Thundering down the carpeted stairs, Pewter skidded across the highly polished vestibule floor, knocking over the lectern with the red leather visitor's book opened. The book hit the floor. Mrs. Murphy left a few claw marks as she scrambled over the book. Pewter then turned a 90-degree angle, bolting down the center aisle of the church. Boom Boom reached out to grab her, but Pewter eluded the bejeweled hand, as did Mrs. Murphy. The two crazed felines headed straight for the nuptial pair. Tucker had sense enough not to stop either cat. She watched with fascination, as did Mildred. You're a good doggie, Mildred crooned between her laughs. Yes, I am. I will kill you. I will kill you on Harry's wedding day, Mrs. Murphy shouted. Gotta catch me first. Pewter, realizing she was the center of attention, was loving the limelight, quite oblivious to the discipline that might follow. Herb bravely continued, and as he was pronouncing fair and hairy, husband and wife, he rolled his eyes skyward, imploring the Lord not only to bless those two humans, but to bless the two cats in quite a different way. Pewter ducked under Harry's train. Mrs. Murphy wiggled right under. Pewter then emerged from the back of Harry's train with such force that Fair held on to her as Herb ended the ceremony with, "'That in the world to come ye may have life,' everlasting. Amen. Before Fair kissed his bride, they both watched Pewter land on the altar. She crouched behind the large gold cross. Mrs. Murphy landed on the altar as well, the two towering floral displays on either side of the cross swaying unpredictably. The cats fought each other on either side of the cross. Fair whispered, Honey, let me kiss you before they wreck the place. He kissed her and she kissed back, and when they broke the kiss, they just laughed until the tears came to their eyes. By now, everyone was mesmerized, and it was dawning on Pewter that as much as she adored all these eyes upon her, there might be hell to pay. She started it, Pewter bellowed. I did not, you fat, fat water rat. Mrs. Murphy aimed a precise blow across the top of the cross. Rushing in from the back to the side of the altar were Herb's cats, Elocution, Casanova, and Lucy Fur. What are you doing? Casanova called to the warring kitties. You better stop or there will be blue murder. Lucy Fur, a sensible type, admonished. I'll kill her for sure, Mrs. Murphy, livid, agreed to the murder rap. The three church cats positioned themselves in front of the altar. Elocution very sweetly pleaded, If you don't stop, Poppy will get awfully upset. Come on. She loved Herb. 
Mrs. Murphy, her back to the congregation, turned to look down at the three cats. Then she looked at all the people. She'd forgotten about them. Holy shit! She leapt down. See? Not only did she start it, she's a blasphemer. Pewter rejoiced in this moment. With three strides of his long legs, Fair walked up and scooped Mrs. Murphy, ears flat against her head, into his arms. Pewter, you get out from behind the cross, Fair commanded. Harry lifted her train, joining her husband. Pewter, come on now. We'll forgive you if you come off the altar. Remember, forgiveness is Christian. Do it, Casanovia added to Harry's plea. Pewter slunk out from behind the cross. I am innocent. That's what they all say, Fair laughed as though he understood Pewter's meow. Bride and groom, each carrying an extremely naughty cat, walked down the center aisle as Mildred hit the keys. Miranda, the lead singer in the choir of the charismatic Church of the Holy Light, said as the bride and groom walked by, My delight is in the Lord because he hath heard the voice of my prayer. Happy that they're finally married, honey bun? Tracy held her hand. Yes, but my prayer was those two bad cats would get caught, Miranda replied. The reception, held at the farm, exceeded everyone's expectations for a perfect April day. Small tables set up under the trees each had a lovely spring flower arrangement. The food was truly superb, and Patricia Kluge and Bill Moses supplied all the wines from their Kluge estate vineyard. Over 200 guests came to celebrate this glorious day. Even Mrs. Murphy and Pewter were forgiven as Harry fed them bits of turkey, ham, roast pork, and salmon. She said to Fair.